Welcome to The Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mom of six kids, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Pain Show. This episode is one that I have been looking forward to because I've been diving into this book, Right Where You Belong, How to Identify and Fully Occupy Your God-Given Space. And I feel like Heather, the author of this book, and I have a lot of similar passions of just really wanting to help women find what God has called them to, and then really live out that call. And so if you're someone who you feel like, I don't know, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing with my life? Or I just feel like I don't have a lot of passion right now. I just going through my days, going through the motions, or you just wish that there was something more that you want to know what it looks like to identify and fully occupy your God-given space. Or you're thinking, I don't even know what that means, but I want something more for my life. Well, you're in for a treat. This interview with, let me see if I can pronounce her name correctly, because she just told me and I have been pronouncing it incorrectly for all of the time that I've known her, which is a really long time. Heather McFadden. Did I do it right? Totally right. Okay. Great job. I am so honored to have you here. You have been someone that I have known kind of from afar for a long time. I feel like we did meet in person years and years ago at a blogging conference, but you have been on the internet for a long time. You too, girl. You too. I mean, yeah, it's been, I think, a dozen years, right? Wow. Yes. Uh, I started blogging in 2004, 2005 okay. on Live Journal. So when, what year did you I start? Think, I think I was probably 2007 online, but then, yeah, transitioning to podcasting 2013. It was Which, when everybody was writing books. All the bloggers yes. started writing books, and I thought that was my path. I then pivoted, and I was like, well, let's try this podcast thing. And I had no idea. And did you know people who were podcasting then? I was in a mastermind group with some blogging friends. Mm -hmm. Um, You remember Amy Lynn Andrews? Yes. Okay. So she was in the mastermind group. Kat Lee, who's really Mm -hmm. Rachel Lee, Mm -hmm. goes by Kat Lee, Crystal Evans Hurst, all these people, Katie Orr. And Kat had a podcast. She was one of the only ones I knew. Because she had a podcast like way back when. She is Miss Technology. Like if you ever talk Mm -hmm. to her, she knows all the right apps. She knows all the things, the future things. She's done pickleball before pickleball was a thing. But she, I went to her and I was like, could you help me set up a podcast? I think I want to do that instead of writing. And yeah, 10 years, 10 years later, here we go. And I'll have a job. That when I was little, I couldn't say, when I grow up, I want to be a podcaster. And your podcast at first, I think you've, you've kind of shifted a little bit of gears. Tell us about that. Yeah. Online, my blog was called God-Centered Mom. Mm-hmm. And then that was the podcast, God-Centered Mom. And we pivoted to Don't Mom Alone. Uh, and that feels so much better. Mm. It feels less heavy. It, it was getting misinterpreted. Mm. As if I was the God-centered mom, which is totally incorrect. Um, it was supposed to be this idea that I'd tried the self-centered approach. I'd tried the child-centered approach. And really, I just being connected to God and walking with Him in my motherhood and not trying to get identity from my kids or from other places, but from who He says I am. 
But instead it was, I think I was getting a lot of people coming to the show wanting a formula mm-hmm. on how to be this perfect mom. Mm-hmm. And that was not my heart at all. <laughs> Couldn't be farther from what my desire is. So switching it to don't mom alone still implied, don't try to do this on your own strength and power. Mm-hmm. You need God. But also I noticed a lot of my guests were mentors to me or experts. And then I had learned from my own panic attack after my fourth kid and season of just really isolating from people who were around me. I had community, but I wasn't going to them that I needed to encourage other moms to not for the sake of trying to protect their image as a mom, but to reach out to others, share what is hard. Don't try to carry that burden all on your own because you'll self-destruct. And this mom that you wanted to be, you'll never reach because you aren't seeking out the wisdom or the support or the community that's right there. And so really figuring out why was I doing that and then helping other people not do the same thing. And you have four boys. Truth. How old are they? (laughs) 17, 15, 13, and 11. Wow. Yeah. Middle school and high school. Girl, put a fork in me. That's why I'm in Nashville today. I saw all the cute people getting all their stuff for Taylor Swift. And I was like, not, not in my cards. None, none of my cards hold Taylor Swift tickets. And that's why you have don't mom alone because you have learned that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like motherhood is the thing where it just puts you on your knees like never before. And you need Jesus. Yeah. So you have a story in your book that you have already alluded to that I really wanted to talk about because I feel like that so many people feel this where you wanted to write a book. Like that was the thing. I, I mean, it sounds like it was something you were really excited about and passionate about and you cleared your schedule for it. Hey, I thought it would be easy, girl. And you've written a few. They're behind me on this little beautiful bookshelf. It's not easy. Mm. It is not an easy thing. I thought, well, I write online all the time. How hard could it be? And I just had my fourth son when my agent, when the agent I signed with connected with me mm. and I tried to write a book proposal that summer with a newborn, a two-year-old, a four-year-old, a six-year-old. Are you laughing? Like, it's ridiculous. Um, And I honestly, I'd never been someone who was like, I hope one day I can write a book. Mm. Because I didn't really enjoy writing as a little kid. I would come up with stories, but traditional writing assignments, you and I were talking about being homeschooled. Like, it was horrible. It was horrible for my mom to get me to finish essays. Mm. Like, she was, I mean, it was... Pulling teeth, really. It was awful. And so the idea of writing a book, I wasn't like, oh, yes, I should do that. But all the bloggers were doing it at the time, Mm. like I said. And so it was really flattering. I felt like, wow, God brought this to me. So I need to take advantage. I need to be, quote unquote, obedient, right? And then I had this thought, well, what if it's actually a distraction? Like Mm. we do this with opportunities, right? Mm. Like, is this God? Is this the enemy? Is this me? Like trying to sort through what is the purpose of this? And Uh, I thought, oh, well, maybe this is a distraction from my real purpose, which is to mother these four boys. Mm. And in working on it, I'm actually missing out on the real calling, which is being their mom. And a friend of mine, Kat Armstrong, came on the show several years ago, and she said this clarifying thing, which has helped me so much. And I write it in the book that if you are a believer, you've been given one calling. We all have. We all have this same calling to go and make disciples. Mm. And then we have various assignments throughout our lives of where we do that. So 
yes, being a mom to these four boys was an amazing assignment to go and make disciples. They are my most intimate disciples I will ever have. And yet I can also have the assignment of writing books, creating podcasts and discipling women that I may never meet. And so they weren't necessarily competing. It wasn't like one was robbing from the other. And so I started making time. Okay, I'm going to write this book. I'm going to make it a priority. I can still be the present mom I want to be and work on this book. And I showed up to a conference and I'd taken my time. It was a year and a half later. And he said, oh man, all the publishers have already picked up a bunch of mom bloggers and they don't have space on their repertoire of books for another Christian mom book. And I was devastated Mm. and it felt like rejection and it was confusing. Like I said, okay, you brought this to me. I'm being obedient and it's a no. And I just heard Bianca Oltoff talk on dry bones and how it was this pile of bones and God tells, is it Elijah or Elisha? I don't know. (laughs) I look it up. There's a story in the book and I remember. It's one of the prophets. And he says to prophesy over them. And they, all these bones start coming back to life and like muscles go on them. And that it was a battleground. And so there were all these soldiers, but they come back to life. And it's this, to, my boys think it's super creepy, like a zombie story when they look in their action Bible. But to me in that moment, that opportunity looked like a pile of dry bones. Like there was no life in it. And I felt God saying to me, just wait. Mm-hmm. And there'll be a time when we'll bring those bones to life, but this isn't it. Because it would be, I could go and self-publish the book. People do that all the time. But I just felt like him saying, trust me with my timing. And it was 10 years later that I published my first book. And that timing was perfect. Mm. So much easier. But 10 years. Yeah, right, girl? Come on. Like, I feel like there are a lot of women listening right now who are saying, you know, I've had a similar experience where there's something where it was this thing that I was so excited about that I thought God was calling me to do. And I put a lot of effort into it. And then I faced rejection or something happened that I just couldn't keep doing it. And it felt like a gut punch. You talk about like that gut punch of rejection. And, but to look and see how God used that, had you continued on and written that book, I, who knows, but it seems like you wouldn't have made this shift and this pivot to start a podcast. Yeah, I wouldn't have started. Yeah, I had space. So I started a podcast, but also the book that I would have written 10 years ago, you know, we've been humbled as moms even more so in the last 10 years. These kids, you can think you're following some formula and you have all the answers for the moms coming up behind you and hot take, you don't. (laughs) They're their own people. And I think I would have written a book that was a pile of bricks. Mm. It was about, it was going to be about spiritual disciplines and motherhood, like the God-centered mom concept. But I just, it, it, I've walked through so much more grace and God's presence in the midst, midst of my mothering that the one I actually wrote, I feel like could stand the test of time, mm. no matter what happens with my kids, because it's literally the message is that you're important, but not essential. Mm. Like do your part with God, but release the outcome to him. And that's this book too. It's fill your space. And trust that God is bigger than that space. And so, yeah, I wouldn't have started the podcast. I would have written a book that probably wouldn't have sold a lot of copies, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Like some people read my blog, but it wasn't super popular. Um, And and then the podcasting, I just, I gained a lot of wisdom. It's kind of like the Oprah approach, right? Like she, she's a sojourner with Mm -hmm. her viewers or her readers. It's like 
she's learning alongside them. And I felt like I was learning alongside them. And so I'm gaining wisdom and I'm able to curate wisdom for whoever is reading the book or listening. And that to me felt more in line with who I am than me being the expert saying, this is how you should do it. So yeah, it was, it was God's grace. Like sometimes in those rejections, we have to view them more as directions and, mm. and protections. I just want to say all the shuns, right? It's protective. Like he's, mm. maybe you're like, oh, I wish I got invited to that thing, whether it's with friends or I wish my kid got on that team. And I think if we are walking with God and trusting him as we go along the way, then we can also trust that we'll never know what he's protecting them from or even in, even in the road that leads to a hard thing. You know, that there is something that he's doing and the ripple effects we'll never understand. And it's, if we could humble ourselves to recognize, I can't know the whole thing. Mm. I can't know what's going on here. I think that there is just peace and clarity and confidence that comes with walking with God and trusting what we can know and what he ultimately does Mm. outside of that. So how to identify and fully occupy your God-given space. That's a lot right there. <laughs> Can you unpack a little bit right. what I'd love to, you know, just the words fully occupy yeah. and God-given space. What what is that? What do those phrases mean so to you? So this came from a tweet and I wanted to call the book Occupy Your Space, but it's a little aggressive. Okay. So the publisher rightly named it right where you belong. Feels a little more comforting. Um, but it comes from a tweet that a pastor who wrote for the YouVersion app he had written about this Hebrew definition of humility, which is to occupy your God-given space. So rabbis would have taught this concept. If you can look at where God has you and you fill that space, that's living in humility. And I thought, oh man, okay, but how do I know what my space is? Mm -hmm. And I was with friends and one of them was reading through the Bible and he was in Joshua. And there's a passage in Joshua where God outlines the boundaries, lines of the promised land. Okay, a God-given physical space that he's giving to his people. And he says, okay, this tribe, he's going to assign them. You're going here, you're going here, you're going here. And I thought, okay, there are boundary lines in our lives that we have been given that help us frame up what is fixed. And we all know we hate and love boundary lines, but it does give us some guidance on things that are unchanging. And so to look at those and to think, okay, Right now in this season, this is where I have been assigned. God is working all the time. He's inviting me into something. And am I willing to join him? Instead of looking to the past and those past rejections or wounds or hurts or worrying about the future and what's going to happen and creating scenarios that we don't have grace for yet. There's grace for the present moment. How about we just look now, have a conversation with God and say, God, where do you have me, and what do you have for me here? Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. If you've heard me talk at all over the last few years, you know that I went through a season where I had very severe seasonal allergies, and it took me a while to figure out what was triggering it, and it was debilitating. If you've ever suffered from this, I actually had my polyps got really swollen in my nose and then I got chronic rhinitis. So I could not smell 
out of my nose. And not only that, but I would have these really awful headaches, the kind that just kept me from being able to enjoy my life. And I started going to an ENT and one of the things that he recommended was Claritin D. And so for a time period, I took Claritin and it was such a help to me. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. It works so well. I am a living testament to how well it works. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. So if you've ever suffered from seasonal allergies, if you can relate to kind of some of the things that I have experienced and you want some relief... I highly recommend checking out Claritin D. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is sponsored by ByHeart, and I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in, and all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Amwar makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Amwar, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for new-to-use styles. Now, I mentioned on the podcast recently that I have been pregnant or breastfeeding for four and a half years, and that season of my life came to a close recently, and I was like, I forgot 
I can wear normal clothes again that don't need to be breastfeeding friendly or constantly changing in sizes with a postpartum body. And so now I'm left with trying to figure out, well, what do I wear? What is my style? I can't even remember. And styles have changed so much in the last few years. And so I've been having fun experimenting with different types of clothing. And I love that Amoir has allowed me to try some different styles of jeans and kind of step outside my comfort zone and figure out what I love, what works for my body type, and to not have spent money on things that I was like, "Mm, actually, this doesn't work after I wore it a few times and realized I don't really like it. And so it's been a great opportunity for me to try out some new things and help me to define my personal style. And I also love that the style quiz, the different suggestions that they gave after I took the style quiz it was right in line with what I would want to wear. And so I have just loved this service and I would love for you to get to try it out and get a great deal. Right now, my listeners can give Amoir a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit amoir.style forward slash crystal. That is amoir.style A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash crystal to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Amoir today. So for the woman who is listening, who is saying, how do I know where God has me? Because I feel like there's so many things that I want to do or Mm -hmm. that I should be doing. And it just feels kind of all muddled up because there it feels like it's too much. And then I have all these ideas and dreams and I feel like I'm not doing a good enough job of the things I should be doing. It feels like too much. Yeah, it does. Especially, I think my goal reader, you know, you're supposed to have this person in your mind, is a female because I do think that we are given the opportunity to hold a lot of different assignments over our lifetime. I don't know that our mom's generation had the um, opportunities that we have now. But I also noticed as I'm doing this mom ministry that millennials and Gen Z, it's so many opportunities. Do I start a non-for-profit? Do I create my own line on Etsy? Do I sign up for this? Do I volunteer here? Do I need to be a part of a sport? Do I need, like so many things calling and for their attention and their time and their energy. And I think if we looked more at our life as a timeline of lots of different opportunities and assignments instead of needing to do them all right now at the same time, there would be again that peace and that clarity. And so I have the boundary lines in the book and I help guide the reader to look at them for themselves. But ultimately my goal is there's a worksheet in the middle that I really want whoever's listening to bring those questions, maybe fill them out with your logical part of your brain, but also ask God, like, God, what is significant about this time for me, this season, my time management, my limitations, what is pulling my time right now that's not changing. And I really believe if we each have that conversation with God, he'll bring things to mind. Mm -hmm. And then the other is place. What's significant about my place right now, whether it's a physical place, your city, your state, the country you're in, um, your neighborhood, or it's a position of power or, you know, you have authority. So whether it's in a church setting or your work setting or an online space, like what place do you have me 
and what's significant about that. And there's more questions unique to each of these boundary lines in the book, but overview. Um, And then the wiring. God, how have you made me that is impacting this space right now? What am I missing that you've put in me that I'm discounting as special, or maybe it's been mislabeled my whole life, or um, just show me, show me what my unique spiritual gifts are, um, or where I see my personality as a problem, but you're trying to remind me that it is a gift. And then uh, experiences, positive and negative. I think sometimes we think of experiences as we don't want to waste our pain, which is true. And we want to hold out hope for people who are following similar paths of suffering. But we also have a lot of good in each of our lives that we might discount because we don't want to be braggy, maybe. Maybe our parents stayed married and had a really great marriage. And one of our friends is struggling in their marriage. And they maybe need to know, hey, these are some things my parents did and helped them. And maybe you introduce them to your parents. You know what I mean? There are parts of your experiences that are positive that could also hold hope for someone or could be part of filling your space. And so those are generally the four boundary lines, but really bringing them to God and saying, okay, here in this decision, whether your decision is related to your kids or your career or family relationships, you bring them all to him and say, what, what are you asking me? What are you inviting me into? What do I need to occupy here when all of those come together? And I think it brings a lot of clarity and discernment and wisdom. Do you have times where you are really struggling through like which direction should I take and Mm -hmm. what do you do when you find it's a fork in the road, you know, maybe. And also I find with our kids as well, there's oftentimes we're needing to make a decision for them. And how do you get clarity when you just aren't clear? Yeah. I'm a big fan of listening to God, really big fan. And I don't know that in the church, we get a lot of training on it. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, when we were growing up, the charismatic movement was a big thing. And some of our spiritual giftings or what's available to us through the Holy Spirit got misused. And so we it swung the other way. And so we didn't talk about any power of the Holy Spirit or what's going on with the Holy Spirit. And so I'm a big fan of teaching people how to be quiet and still and ask God and listen for the Holy Spirit to bring to mind truth. And if it's in line with scripture, and if it's not condemning, then we know it's from God. And um, so I would say in those decisions, and I've done this before, and I don't know if you have either, but just to ask him and sit and see what comes to mind. Mm -hmm. And of course, you can talk to friends and trusted people who you know are walking in line with the Spirit, but Sitting with God and asking Him, I think, not only gives you direction in that moment for that decision, but in the future, whatever happens as an outcome of that decision, you can look back and say, this is hard right now, but I know when we were making that decision, we sought God and we sought His, we sought his direction and this is where He pointed us. And so this is part of that plan, even in the hard. Mm-hmm. So walk us through really practically. I mean, yes, you said, ask God Mm -hmm. and sit. Mm -hmm. But I know there is someone listening who is saying, okay, Okay. I need some more details on what would that actually Mm -hmm. look like? Do you have like practically maybe in your life when you've been walking through something like this? So I have been helping a group of girlfriends 
um, our Bible study, but it's really been a listening prayer study. We have been practicing this, and it's so interesting how we will we will say, okay, we're going to go practice. We're going to each have our journals, and we're going to go practice. We will spend an hour and a half talking about it because they're like, no, no, okay, so what if this happens? And what if this happens? And what if this happens? I'm like, okay, guys, we're just, we're going to go. You're going to pray. You're going to sit. And you're going to listen. Just try it. <laughs> just, like there's so much, so many distractions, so much chatter, so much, what if it doesn't work for me? That we don't even give God a shot. Mm. Like try and see what happens. So if you have never done this, maybe you don't even know where you would meet with God and your mind's eye. And that sounds like ooey boogie. But let's say you um, love the mountains. And so like you close your eyes and you just picture yourself in the mountains. And then you're like, hey, God, what do you think about me? And some people are going to say, oh, that's so selfish. But I will tell you that probably most of your day, you are trying to gain the approval and the attention of others through your activities. And if you sat with God and truly believed what he thinks about you, your identity and your worth, you will not seek it in your activities and in your different relationships. You will already have been filled by God. It's not selfish. It's actually the best gift you can give your community and your people and your work is that you're not seeking identity and worth from those things. Mm. So I think try sitting with God. What do you think about me? What am I carrying that I shouldn't be carrying? Friendship questions. And then bring your decision. And one of my friends, she has a journal. She'll um, write her question in like a blue or black pen and then have like a red or pink pen that she writes what she hears. And then when she goes back to her journal, she can be reminded like, these were the things, this is how God responded. Mm. I think so often one of the things that I have a practice of doing is in the morning, just praying over my kids and just praying individually for each of them. And I was telling somebody the other day, just the practice of stopping Mm -hmm. and naming each of them individually, not just like, God, please bless my children today. But, you know, God, I pray for Catherine. Like when I say her name, it's like all of a sudden, all this stuff kind of floods my head of like what I'm carrying for her and what my heart is feeling for her. And, oh, I need to have that conversation with her that I was in. It just, I feel like it's that practice of kind of just sitting still with him and just, you know, praying for a child individually. There's something really clarifying for me in that, but also it helps me to realize what I'm carrying. And so, like you said, like, what am I carrying that I don't need to be carrying? Because I feel like a lot of the stress that we have is just because we're not resting in Jesus. Totally. Like we're just taking it upon ourselves, feeling like I got to, I got to do this. Like I got to white knuckle my way through life. And so I'm just taking it on and we don't realize it because we never stop. We never stop stop to listen. We never stop to listen. And we're not teaching our kids to do it. Mm. So, you know, I've practiced this with my boys before, not as much as I'd like to. Some of them are not as open to this as others, but um, one of my boys was just believing some lies about himself. Like I'm an idiot. I'm so dumb. I don't, whatever, you know, you've heard all these little things they say. And I said, man, that does not sound like what God thinks about you or what I read in the Bible about you. And I said, do you want to try to listen and see what God thinks about you? Oh, sure. So we bow our heads and I, you know, say, Lord, we thank you for this child. And I said his name, of course. And I said, and I pray that you would bring to mind what you believe about Mm -hmm. him. And we just waited And I heard 
some things. And so I started praying those back and I said, oh, Lord, we thank you that you made him to be a caretaker. And I, before I could get the next thing out, he like tapped me. His eyes were bright, wide open and he said, that's what I heard too. And it was this moment of recognizing if your children have professed a faith in Jesus, then they are promised the Holy Spirit. And it isn't a junior Holy Spirit size, tiny Holy Spirit. It's full size. It's one spirit. So we are hearing the same voice of God and his message of value and worth and identity. And it's just when they hear it from me saying, no, that's not true. You're not an idiot. You're blah, 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 blah. That's nice. And we should say nice things to our kids. But when the creator God, the maker of heaven and earth communicates who you are, it reaches into soul places and heals things that humans can't fix for us. Mm. But we often don't bring it to God. We don't take the time if, if we go through a hard thing. Because part of this book, too, I spend on suffering spaces, spaces we don't want to be in. And what I've, I experienced personally when my dad passed away was I, got, I was bitter. Mm. I believed that God got it wrong. And I had to go to God and say, forgive me. I have been believing that you got it wrong. And in that moment of confessing a wrong belief, I hadn't done anything wrong, right? It wasn't like confession wasn't this guilty verdict. I'm so bad. What was me with myself? It was because this happened, I have been believing wrongly about you and please forgive me. And it just did something in my soul that I love therapy and I love community, but those places couldn't heal in the same way that that intimate conversation with God did. Mm. And anyway, I just feel like if we could, instead of blaming God for the hard things in our life, bring them to him and invite him into them. He's so available and willing. He is not the bad guy. Mm. (laughs) He's not this angry father. Um, he wants to be a part of your story right where you are. Mm. And that's occupying your God-given space. Yeah. And I love how you talked about also that we are looking so much to others mm-hmm. for our approval and our accolades and finding from others, trying to find from others what only God can give us. Yeah. And when we are doing that, we're always going to come up empty. Yeah. And how if we were to just sit and really soak in what God says about us. I know for me, it took me two years. I've talked about this in the podcast before, but two years of really untethering myself from the lies that I just held onto for so long that I allowed just take up residence in my head that then were affecting every single area of my life. Like I, they were the labels that I wore, that I led with, that I lived under. And so in every single interaction, it was those lies. That's what I led with. And when I truly started to understand what God says about me, it changed everything. Yeah. And I feel like I was able to show up right where I belong and occupy that space yeah. with so much more confidence because I didn't need that approval and that accolade from other people. Yep. What has that looked like for you in your life? Is that something that you have struggled with, the lies? Oh, yeah. And how have you processed through that and gotten to a place where you can confidently identify and fully occupy your God-given space? Yeah, because that's the thing, right? We could maybe know where we're supposed to be, but really it's our physical bodies in the present moment that is the space we've been given in any given moment to occupy. And if that space, if our soul is full of junk, 
you know, past woundings, which were not your fault, maybe, or choices that you made and the consequences of those, but they're taking up residence in your mind and you're repeating the lies, like you said, over and over and over again, then you aren't free to hear God's voice or to do the things or to be present with the person because your mind is always thinking about all of what you just said, all of those lies and all of those things. And so for me, that looked like um, one of my other favorite things, which is inner healing prayer, freedom prayer. I don't know. This got lots of different names and some people have issue with it. But my personal experience was it set me free from basically things happen in our storylines. It could be benign things. Mine was um, perceived rejection from a parent. And in it, I created a belief and a lie, like you said, and then from it, other behaviors and actions happen. And so when we went back to that memory in a time of prayer and recognized the lie I'd been believing and confessed it and then asked Jesus where he was in the memory and his presence, it healed up that root, the, the core. It uprooted the root, but it then healed that space where then I could hear straight from God. I um, was a speech language pathologist in one of part of my journey, my career journey, and I worked with kids with cochlear implants. And it was always interesting to me the activation part. And these are on the YouTube, and you can cry alongside the parents. But they're they've been waiting if their child was born um, deaf to communicate and know that their child hears them. The device is turned on, and it was interesting to me, the pattern I saw was they would always say the child's name, Crystal, Crystal, mommy and daddy love you. And then what they think about him. And I feel like God is wanting to communicate who he made you to be and what he thinks about you. He's saying your name, he's whispering, and we don't have our devices turned on. Mm. Um, Solomon, when he asked for wisdom, he, the Hebrew is a God listening heart, Leb Shema. Wisdom is listening to God. And Proverbs, wisdom is personified. And uh, in Proverbs 8, it says, you'll be happy if you meet with me. If you choose daily to meet with God, to listen to him, you will find wisdom, you will find life, even if your circumstances are terrible, even if things are hard. You'll have that discernment you're looking for. We have information up the wazoo in 2023. But wisdom, discernment, guidance is available to us as believers. And all of that healing that makes space for the listening is available to everyone. You're not, you don't have to be a super Christian. Freedomprayer.org, I think, is a great website. I'm sure they have someone near you. But getting that healing so that you can move forward into the good things and into the spaces he has for you would be my greatest wish for whoever is mm. listening. Mm. One of the things that I did that was really profound for me was to just start praying, God, heal me. Yeah. Like I knew that there were a lot of really broken parts in my life and I didn't know how to fix them. Mm -hmm. And just to pray every single day, God, heal me, God, heal me. And he was so faithful then to put people and resources yeah. and different things in my path. And over the course of a number of months to see him answer that prayer because he is our healer and he wants us to live from a place of wholeness and wholeheartedness and not go through life just feeling, you know, completely 
trapped by these lies and making those lies our identity. So I just really appreciate what you shared today. And I appreciate what you share in this book and just really encouraging people to occupy their God-given space. So anyone who's listening, who this has resonated with you, this book goes so much deeper into questions to ask yourself, into just the different boundary lines, into really what it looks like to understand and live in the Holy Spirit and to understand and live out of the power of the Holy Spirit and just have Him be walking with you and that you are not alone and that you can live in the power that God gives you. It is right there waiting for you, right where you belong. And so go get a copy of Heather's book, Right Where You Belong, How to Identify and Fully Occupy Your God-Given Space. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 